1: Hello, Fightful Faithful, and welcome to another episode of Fightful 2.0, uh, it's the NXT 2.0, Post 2.0, Show 2.0, Sour 2.0, Grep 2.0, with Alex 2.0, Pulowski 2.0, and Kate 2.0, Hensler 2.0, 2.0! Uh, there were a couple of times tonight where I literally said out loud, 2.0, oh, no, but we're going to talk about the whole thing. There was some stuff to be honestly enthused by coming going forward from here, uh, provided that they know what they're doing, which so far, there's precious little evidence of that. And also some things looking at going, this can only lead somewhere bad
2: correct yeah
1: so uh, uh, so we'll talk about it the ups and the downs um I was I was saying to you Kate I've seen so much on on the old Twitter timeline that people were like you know what I really like it it's it's good it's new it's interesting it's fresh it's like you know the new coke everybody loved the new coke right that was a that was famously a big success back in the mid 80s yeah no okay I anyway.
2: uh, don't get it what people are liking? I don't even you say you had bright spots. I'm like, well, thank goodness, because I really don't have anything positive in my notes. So if you would have told me three weeks ago that you would have been the sweeter of the sweet and sour graps, my words. Uh <laughs> I I just I was I was very disheartened and I will be disheartened in as substantive of a way as I possibly can, but man oh man.
1: Uh yeah. Um I I tweeted out. Uh, that uh, this this thing has more characters to keep track of than an entire season of Game of Thrones. And it does. like they debuted like that counting brand new people and uh, and, and, and people uh, who we've seen before but now have a new gimmick. Um, it's like 20 debuts in the last two weeks that that's that's on top of all the other people we already had to keep track of um it's it's it is it is dizzying trying to figure out like who who's important like i'm not even i'm not even counting like the jobbers i'm counting the people who like have definitive characters and got like a promo time or something these are actual people there are 20 new things dazzling my eyeballs on top of all the crazy tie-dye stuff but that's okay because apparently we're going to to a much more edgy place. Uh, Vince, Vince has decreed we're going to get more edgy. That's according to a uh, report by our own Sean Ross Sapp, uh, Fightful Select. Uh, we're going to be edgy. If there's anything to me that screams edgy, it's choosing uh, Super Happy Fun Time Rainbow Bold Tie-Dye as your branding font. Uh, but we'll see where that goes
2: yeah uh you can read all about that on fightful select by going to fightfulselect.com and subscribing for as little as five dollars uh also please leave a thumbs up on this video so that people can find us being so sad uh but in that report i won't give too much of it away because pay for it you fools but i think vince has a different definition of edgy than a lot of us might have i think vince thinks the attitude era is timeless and that is extremely concerning to me because uh, it ain't. And um, some of the stuff that we'll get into later, like saying balls uh, is not like that edgy. So I just, yeah, I was very disheartened by it. But to your point, as soon as I read that, I was like, he knows that their, their logo and their lighting scheme looks like Skittles on acid threw up, right? Like there's no that's not edgy at all that's inclusive and rainbows and uh, I it's almost like they don't know what they're doing but what's weird is I hated this episode but people seem to like raw yesterday I didn't watch it but I was like oh my god when was the last time raw was better than NXT that is alarming
1: yeah no uh, 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 raw raw was was actually uh, uh, the, the best episode of Raw that I can remember um like like in the last couple of years uh and I'll talk all about that in my uh in my episode of Sweet Graps tonight on a for Select. Uh there are some th- there are some things that weren't good about it. It was not perfect. <laughs> it, it was it was like a seven and a half which it, which for them like waiting on a curve is like an A plus plus. So we'll we'll talk about the, the 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 bad stuff was bad but the great stuff was so good then we'll talk about that too. Uh, we're gonna get into your super chats because that's what people are here for is 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 to sh- to shower us with love and affection. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> William McDaniel says, uh, "Here's to you, two beautiful people." Hashtag Team Kalex. Thank you so much, William McDaniel. Uh, Matt Reichel. Says uh, it's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It's time for the NXT post show featuring Kalex with Sour Graps and my bestie heel, Kate Hensler. Thank you so much. I
2: turned to heel on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I saw that. You 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 were, cos- you were cosplaying as Wild Child of the '80s, Tony Storm. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Because that's, that's, just, what, that's what that I is.
2: Just, I was just out there tweeting bad takes, and then Jeremy called me out for gimmick infringement. But he yeah. does it to deter people. Yeah. I did it for attention, because I'm an attention-seeking heel with a <laughs> leather coat and sunglasses, because yes. I'm cool.
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryan Sullivan says that NXT is my favorite two hours of the week. I don't watch it, but I know Kate has to. Uh, <laughs> so... There
2: you go. My Wednesday night crew, yep, yep. who gets to see me be jubilant every Wednesday after dynamite, loves to torture me on off days. Screw you, buddy. I'll see you tomorrow at Arthur Ashe. That's a shoe, brother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean Blanford, since it's a nice super chat. Thank you, Sean, says uh, today was a t- productive day for him. I wrote a 2,200 word article for my website, worked a full eight hour shift and had a tasty dinner. What didn't I do? Watch NXT. I couldn't care less. I'm just here to support you two beautiful people. Well, like, thank you, Sean.
2: Everyone's calling us beautiful.
1: I know. It's, I, they, think
2: they, uh, I think they're like, let's call them beautiful so that they continue to dress up every week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- th- listen, guys, it's we can't do it every week, or it's going to get old. It's going to be weird doing it no, like, I- you know... A random episode. It's not going to be the same.
2: It has to be organic. You can't just like, I'm dressing up this week. It needs to be inspired by a hideous logo or the death of a brand that also features a wedding. You can't force it.
1: No. It's it's very true. You shouldn't. Um, It's hard. Yeah. Uh, So... um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go with this one. Um, the ShotKid29 uh, says, uh, instead of NXT 2.0, let's call it NXT New Blood Rising, because it's a lot of new faces with little direction thrown against the wall to see what sticks. Uh, and so that's where I'll start with. The, the episode began with a bunch of, bunch of dudes in the ring. Um, these are dudes we've seen before, uh, some of them just once last week. And some of them we've seen several times over the past few months. Um, we 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 saw as you as you saw them the the Toby Keith tag team of of <laughs> Briggs and Jensen. Um, we saw them last week uh, lose Imperium, but they're in there. Uh, Odyssey Jones, who we saw as Shine as part of the um, the the breakout tournament. We saw uh, Joe Gacy in a weird new. Uh, uh, look for him. We'll talk more about that thing that they're doing with Joe Gacy. Uh, and then we saw, uh, oh, uh, we saw Trick Williams and 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 Heel Mello. Uh, they were out there too. And then we get Tommaso Ciampa, who comes out and cuts a promo about how awesome it is to be champion again. And it really that promo, like, I don't, I don't know how to. I, if he cut that promo in the middle of the ring by himself. With none of those kids in there with him, I would have been like, "This is this is really cool." This like, Tommaso Ciampa believes in this place still. Yep. And if Tommaso Ciampa believes in NXT still, so then cute. I have to as well. As long as Tommaso's still there carrying the torch for what used to be NXT, bridging that gap, I have to come here and support it. But he did it in a way that was supposed to, I like, by osmosis like legitimize and get over all these other guys in the ring, like in various degrees of like, I, I think that guy's the future. And I think that guy could be good. and Those, those guys know. And and, and this guy, I don't know what the hell that is. Like I had, I was, I was, I was torn between listening to this really great promo talking about how it was like 900 days since he lost the belt and he's back now, and he loves the fans, and he loves this the, the, this place and everything. I was torn between that and like looking at everybody else going like, which one of you is going to stab this dude in the back that I love and uh, steal his title from him? And I didn't like that feeling. I wanted to just celebrate with Tommaso. Instead, I had to sit there and and, and watch all these Yahoos behind him, and I, it didn't it didn't work for me.
2: Yeah. What I loved about this was it felt kind of like old NXT and nothing surrounding it felt like old NXT, but this, this promo in a vacuum was fantastic. And, and to your point, it made me excited to be watching the show. He talked about the things that haven't changed, like this brand new package, but the passion in the locker room hasn't changed the fans haven't changed. He mentioned specific names. I loved that, Uh, but I'm with you in that everything around it and then what they cut away to uh, just it took this thing like right out of it for me because immediately when we started with him I was like okay cool and all these people around I was like okay here's what happened when AEW was around and starting with a hot tag team every episode they would start with action in the ring yep now, AEW has clearly proven that they're uh, main roster competition, so it's like affecting that product more, which is great, but upsetting on the NXT level. Um, this I loved what Champa said. I hated that this whole thing was like 15 to 20 minutes of, of the show to, to start it off. If they had just let him talk for six minutes and then went about the show, it would have mm-hmm. been great, but that's not what we're here to do in NXT 2.0, Alex.
1: no. I mean, I actually, I got excited to see Cameron Grimes out like Cameron Grimes hasn't been like a real like outside of the DiBiase stuff. He hasn't been like a real in-ring competitor, like seriously about something serious, because I as much as I enjoyed the million dollar belt stuff, it wasn't a serious story. It was it was obviously a thing that like, you know, we'll get over L.A. Night as a heel. Cameron Grimes is going to cement his baby face torn, but it's just a bunch of goofball shit. Um, I wanted to see him be because he's great in the ring, and I want to yeah. see him be in that top, top uh, contender uh, situation there. And and so him coming out to 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 interrupt was like, okay, hey, Cameron Grimes. I mean, he comes out and say, "All I need is that title belt to get me the rocket fuel to go to the moon," and they all chanted with him. Uh, the fans, by the way, loved this Champa promo. They were they were totally about it. It felt really good to see that. But he gets interrupted as he walks in the ring by Joe Gacy. And if you don't know that's Joe Gacy seeing him, well, you could be you could be forgiven. I believe he had one match on NXT in the breakout tournament, maybe another one in there, but he also like wrestled twice on 205 Live. But he didn't look like this with the with the with the short sleeve button down shirt and the chinos or whatever the hell he's wearing, like he, he was wearing a singlet. Joe Gacy, it should be known is like a deathmatch dude. Like, that's what his—that's what he was before he came to NXT. But he comes like, hey, now, Cameron Grimes, it's uh, nice to see you here. Thank you very much. I'd like to interrupt you and, and talk to you. And I'm like, who, who the hell are you supposed to be? Like, why we haven't established who this guy is yet. Later tonight, they established who Andre Chase is. And that weird thing where he stood up in the middle of the wedding last week for no reason and said four words, and then Odyssey Jones put him back in his seat. That makes sense, considering the context of the promo and the vignette they did for Andre Chase this week. But that's not how time works. (laughs) I don't know who that is last week, standing up in the wedding, because you haven't shown me that vignette yet. You don't get to do like, hey, this is a guy doing his shtick. You know, that shtick you all know. That character based stick, but you haven't shown us the stick yet. You gotta show the stick before the stick can show itself. You know what I'm talking about?
2: In NXT 2.0, time is a construct, okay?
1: <laughs> time is a flat circle. Time is a, flat, a circle. flat circle. It's a flat so circle. So is
2: Earth. They're gonna sign Flip Gordon. It'll be great. All right, all um, right, all right. <laughs> No, I'm with you, and it was distracting in the context of an otherwise great promo. I'm with you on everything you said about Cameron Grimes. He's a great in-ring competitor, and I would love when goofy stuff gets contrasted by serious stuff mm-hmm. in general in wrestling, it's great. Yeah. That's what works for me about Orange Cassidy on Wednesday nights. He's very silly. He's also a hell of an in-ring guy, um, and he uses that to get under people's skin, right? So if Cameron Grimes is doing this to the moon stuff to start to annoy Chompa and be like, what is this goofy guy doing? Like, that's a great story to tell. Um, I would love to see him get, get more serious about it and be a viable contender. Cause he is one, he's a great in-ring performer. Um, everybody else in this could go scratch as far as I'm concerned, especially Joe Casey. And you're right. He just kind of was out there looking like a nerd and we didn't know who he was or he said, why.
1: As as charitable as it would be for Tommaso Ciampa to give you a title shot, shot, we get he did not get to finish his first sentence, and then La Knight comes out uh, and he says, uh, and he, so he goes, he starts into his thing, but he's interrupted by Odyssey Jones in the ring, who brings up a salient point. You lost twice last week, Larry. Yeah. Larry Aloysius. you lost twice last week. You don't get to come out here and cut your stuff. And the thing was. We never saw LA Knight for the rest of the evening. He got shut down by Odyssey Jones and then just left the building. Like he didn't need to be there. Goodbye, I got a flight to catch. I'm going to be drafted to to Raw or SmackDown, I believe, next week. So, goodbye. That's uh, if it is his last appearance on the show. It's a weird thing to have him come out say four words and get shut down by a guy he doesn't even get to go out on his back to. Whatever whatever. It's just, a th- it's a thing, whatever. So, um, I
2: was back twice though. Last year,
1: twice, but three, th- third time's the charm. One, yeah, um, one carried over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's right. So he did twice last week. So once this week is carry the one. And that's what we do. Um, <laughs> Pete, Pete Dunn and Rich Holland come out and Pete Dunn gets to be like, I don't know what all of you standing here. I'm the one who's going to come out and I'm going to get my championship because I'm Pete Dunn. And like, okay. Cool, um, but I love that he says, I see a bunch of guys out here too scared to throw the fuzz punch. And then Champa Ciampa immediately decks him, which I thought was fun. And then, we, and then we get a giant brawl, and I don't know what all these people are so mad about, <laughs> um, but they just hate each other so much. I know what Ciampa had done. I know why they don't like each other. I have no idea why everybody else is paired off and is fighting each other, because it's wrestling, I guess. But here's the deal. It's always been enough that, like, oh, it's wrestling, so everybody just fights. But that's kind of stupid. And you know what you have? You have writers on staff who can write reasons for thing people to do stuff. Cool. and then uh, the people can use those ideas and then they could build characters and relationships wow. and storylines. And um I mean, it's early It's only episode two. Okay,
2: you thought about rematches. <laughs>
1: I mean, we'll, we'll we'll have we'll have some we'll have some at some point. Um,
2: I tweeted the GIF from South Park where everybody's yes. going rabble, 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 rabble because that's what this was to be. Because there was but, a
1: like, there was a giant brawl, and then we also cut backstage to see women brawling, <laughs> one of whom we've never seen before. They're I just fighting, it. and they're just they're they're biting. It. They're they they've paired off, but the thing is, they they've paired off. It's not like like they have any relationship with each other. It's just two people standing next to each other. And then another two people standing next to each other. And they fight the person across from each other because they happen to be standing there. They're not like squared off like, hey, you and me, old friend. Let's fight those two people who we both don't like. They have no relationship to each other. And it's just, and then they cut back to the ring and the brawl is still going on. That's in the ring.
2: (sighs) I think they're as mad about NXT 2.0 as we are. And so they're like, I'm just going to punch whoever's next to me about this. (laughs) That's the only possible explanation. You might be right. Either that or there's some like Dropkick Murphy's concert that we don't know about happening backstage and they're going to open up the pit. Why is everybody in the ring fighting kind of over a title but not? uh, And then everybody backstage is mad. Where's William Regal? Why isn't Samoa Joe enforcing? Was the whole things?
1: the whole like, thing that like William Regal couldn't get shit together, so he had to like he was gonna retire, and then he brought in Samoa Joe to like hit things together? But yes. Samoa Joe, who's Samoa Joe? Where where did he go? Is he is he is he, He's injured, I guess. Let's let us never speak of him again. Uh, and time <laughs> is a construct. This all could have happened
2: before. <laughs> this is NXT 2.0. Time is a construct. This storyline. Actually, yeah. preceded what we've already seen. It's very Tarantino. Uh, I think right. you just don't get it. No, I like don't, I'm
1: fire. not. I'm not. I guess I must have like been fast forwarding past like the break where they go back and like they they show the definitive edit where they oh oh now I get it. Yep. So so what happens is like Bron Breaker wakes up like dazed in a field somewhere and he doesn't have any concept of time. Oh. Right. That's and he's like why why and he looks he looks like who am I? He's like. That just like he looks at a name tag, and he's like, that doesn't make any sense. Hello, my Wh- name is why, why 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 did somebody put two Ks in here? That doesn't make any sense. And the whole thing of NXT 2.0 is like a really lo- it's basically lost. It's like 10 10 10 seasons of figuring out why Braun Breaker has two Ks in his name because he doesn't know either. Maybe that's what they're doing. It's re- it's really long-term storytelling.
2: It's a glitch in The Matrix. His name's yeah. only supposed to have one K, but because yeah. of a glitch in The Matrix, it has two.
1: That's what it is. We're <laughs> uh,
2: great at this.
1: No, we are. We, they should yeah. hire us. No, um, we should start our own no. event. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> uh, but there, then we get Braun. We got, we got, we we get uh, <laughs> Braun Breakaker. He gets on the <laughs> mic, and he's like, uh, uh, he says, uh, doing a perfect impression of his Uncle Scott. Like he sounds so much like Scott Steiner. It's creepy.
2: Who? I don't know. Yeah, who exactly.
1: That, is. that person doesn't exist. But he does all of his dad's moves, and he also does his uncle's better his, moves. His, his uncle's better moves and yeah. his his uncle's um submission finisher. He does the Steiner recliner, but he's not a Steiner. He's a breaker. The breaker chair could, I
2: don't know. There is <laughs> instead
1: of the the breaker. The, you've had a long day, put your feet up and take a break ooh
2: It's a little lengthy, but I like it's
1: it. a little. It's a little long, but I would love, I just can't wait to, to hear Wade Barrett go, oh, he tapped him out too, that you've had a long day, put your feet up and take a break Occur, Brutal. Uh, I can't wait.
2: Yep. And Beth Phoenix being like, "Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen in the world. In the world." Um, but I, I, he, he says, "Get on," he says, "Get on the mic." He gets on the mic. He says, "How about you two bitches grow a set of balls and face us in in, in, a, in a tag match later tonight?" And the only thing he didn't add was, "Holla if you hear me," because basically he was just doing. His uncle Scotty. Alex. Yeah.
2: The nerd guru chimed mm-hmm. in with a super chat calling it the break a lounger.
1: <laughs> the break a lounger. That's very good. That's very, very good. The break lounger. So
2: anyway, balls. And anyway, balls. bitches. Because we're edgy.
1: Yeah, yeah. 2. No, <laughs> See, thing, like, being bitches, they don't have balls. But Correct. perhaps, perhaps they're uh, some kind of lizard. And their balls have been cut off and they can regrow them like iguanas can re- regrow their tails. You don't know. We're not sure. Oh, basically, listen, we're an NXT people. I'm sure there's a lot of people who believe that there's a bunch of lizard people walking around. <laughs> or did they did they get rid of those guys? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we get that match later and we'll talk about it. It's it's so weird how much he sounds like his his uncle Scott.
2: It's, it's so weird that he sounds that much like his uncle. He uses a bunch of Steiner moves and they call him <laughs> Braun
1: Breitkirk. Because, because they're not allowed to even refer to him as a Steiner. Like, I, I did, did I miss something that, like, the Steiners said some bad stuff about Vince at some point? Like, they might have. They probably did. But, like, it's weird that, like, they're not, a, like, we signed your kid, but we're never allowed to acknowledge that you're his father. Like, the, that's a weird deal.
2: It's very, It's very, very odd. It's yeah. very, very odd.
1: Uh, Joey Bag of Donuts says that uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by the number two, as in 2.0, and the letter K for Kalex. It does sometimes feel like I'm watching something for Sesame Street aged children with all the bright colors.
2: Or it if really we could does. work a Y in there, because you said that, like... 2.0 feels yeah. like 20 years ago it could be like a Y2K thing.
1: Oh, Y2.0 so Palex.
2: y 2 lex <gasps> y 2 lex yeah. Well, now I know what I'm wearing next week and it's like <laughs> a dumb velour tracksuit and a trucker hat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> the nerd guru also says uh, that uh, he says that the entire time he channeled Patrick Star by saying who are you people? <laughs> uh also uh, uh he, he says he loves us and that we should we should both be verified on Twitter.
2: I got uh, rejected for not being notable enough.
1: I have I, I don't even know how to do it and I probably would be rejected too. I don't I can't I don't need any more rejection in my life Kate. I just
2: don't.
1: <laughs> you, you know, nobody needs Who's that. more
2: notable than Team Kalix. <laughs> we have fan art and a we hashtag. We do. We
1: do. We do. Uh that's this is true uh the guru says that that this is a variant nxt in the sacred timeline cole gargano and champa are having a triple threat takeover match where champa gets goldie back but this is a variant somebody needs to come and prune this variant because it's it's not you you do not watch uh loki um yeah it's uh, it's bad um (laughs) <laughs> Sean Blanford says, "Breaker, me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Give me
2: a break." Is something that I wanted to exclaim several times. And yes.
1: Episode. So, <laughs> oh boy. Um. So, so here we go. Uh, Roderick Strong and Kushida. Hey, remember Kushida? That guy was great. What happened to him? He was neat. Um. I was thinking as I was watching this match. I, I, I think. And I have to go back and look at the t- at the timeline, the timeline. But um, I think Kushida was the last signing to NXT where I was like, oh, hell yeah. Kushida coming to NXT? NXT is the bomb place. And they just got Kushida? Can you imagine all these dream matches? We're going to see Kushida versus, and I could name all of these people that he actually never faced. Yeah. Um, and all those people are gone now or just seems like out of his league, um, the best thing they ever did with him was put the Cruiserweight title on him. And he lost that tonight because a lady jumped off a set of steps and punched him in the face. And, and, and like, that, like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't can't remember if there was anybody who signed later, but, like, at this point... I get really excited when AEW signs people. Sorry, I, I do, because I feel like that's the place that's going to give them the opportunity to show what they can really do, uh, to, to give them better creative, a better t- better time in the ring, all that kind of stuff. But at the time Kushida signed, I was so excited for Kushida and NXT. This is going to be amazing. And it hasn't been. And now I'm just sad.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think... um. You know, it's funny. I saw Alex Zane at ROH and uh, a bunch of other places now. (laughs) is popping up. And I saw Bud Murphy on an indie show and stuff. Uh, Yeah, it's sad when it's like celebratory that you get released from somewhere. And Alex Zane didn't really get, Alex Zane, Ari Sterling in this world, uh, didn't really get used because he was more a part of the talent hoarding pool. Um, But like, yeah, Kushida's probably the last one. Yeah. I, I mean, I was really excited for Alex Zane, and there were a couple of women's competitors. Gigi, I think, was after. And she's being used, but not to the extent that she could be. Like, there were a couple, and I, I don't know. I think Kushida was the last one that I was probably like, hell yeah, too, as well. Though Zane, Zane was kind of close to that, but... He's at least like a Kushida's been on my screen a little bit. Like the other people I was really excited for, like didn't even
1: they, they didn't actually get a chance to do anything. Yeah. Like it, like it was one of those things that like at least Kushido showed up and like was immediately in matches and like they were they were trying to, to trick us into thinking they thought highly of him. Um yeah,
2: and I even... mean he got
1: hurt, he got hurt, and he's he's missed big spots because he got COVID, he said, and all this stuff, but it just it just feels like it's always been stop start. Yeah, and and this match. the the parts of it that were good was what what I wanted. I wanted Roderick Strong versus Kushida. Like, let's have... These are two of the best workers in the world. Kushida is a legend. Like, let's go have them wrestle. And for it to end up like it did with, like, the damned numbers game, and then for them to immediately whitewash Kushida out of the picture, everybody gets a rematch, but not Kushida, apparently. Like, it just felt really bad prognosis for Kushida.
2: I made the mistake of having hope with this match. Uh, I don't know how else to put it. I was like, you know what? With all the BS that's surrounding it, I was like, you get a guy like Kushida and you get a guy like Strong in a ring. um, Like, it's going to be great. Like, there's no way. But you can book things to be bad. Like I'm with you that the actual wrestling that took place here was great. The numbers game story gets old. They're like verging kind of on, we would talk about AEW Gang Wars a little bit. Like this isn't quite that, but it's it's certainly teetering that way, where it's like if your best friends aren't coming out, it's gonna be problematic. Um but yeah, the the parts of this that were good were great. And the finish and the interference suck. So like, yeah,
1: I mean, I, 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 th- I think it's one of those things. Like, I think Malcolm Biv, I, it's one of my deals. Like, I always feel like the best workers should be really good, and should even if they're heels, should only cheat when they absolutely have to. Um, so Malcolm Bivens putting uh, Roderick Strong's foot on the rope. Um, Roderick Strong is a ring technician. He knows how close his foot is to the ropes. He could reach his own foot back there. Like yeah. maybe he does, and the ref doesn't see it. So Malcolm gets on the ref on the apron and says, Hey, ref, do your damn job. My boy's smart enough to put his foot on the ropes. Maybe that's what Malcolm B- Bivens does. And maybe Malcolm Bivens has to cheat on behalf of his other recruits, white AOP and the woman with the golden fist. Like maybe that's what he has to do for them because they're they're new. But Roderick Strong, I feel like should be able to beat. Kushida on his own. And if he can't, that's on Roderick Strong. But that's that's just me.
2: Yeah. And I'll agree with you there too, that if you're as great of a wrestler as he is and as established of a wrestler as he is, you should be able to be smarter in how you cheat for someone as a manager a little bit. Like you said, like distract the ref or do something else to be the one to actually go make the move seems like a little bit of over-assistance. I didn't think about that till, till now. Like, I didn't think about that watching the match because I was probably just so disgusted otherwise. But um, but I, I agree with you. And I've kind of said from from when we redid Diamond Mine that, like, I just don't buy that Malcolm Vivens is like, these are, this is the collection of people I choose. <laughs> like, I right. just don't buy it. Roger Strong is probably the one. The loaves of bread, not as much, I don't think. Right. Um, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I feel like Malcolm Bivens is is wildly skilled at what he does, and it just has not been showcased in a, a very long time, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh. So the the end we're all talking about is that Kushida winds up on the outside of the ring, and as he's like concerned about what the two lumbering slack, sacks of flour might be doing to him, uh, Ivy Nile runs and does a jumping superwoman punch. Uh, off off the off the steps uh basically knocks kushida loopy uh and then uh they roll him back into the ring uh where he takes whatever the hell roderick strong calls his flippy backbreaker deal uh because i forget uh and and then he gets pinned and roderick strong is the new champion and um i think Mal- malcolm vivens has a has a promo but it doesn't really matter uh and then grayson waller comes out and Grayson Waller says, "Oh boy, with what happened to me, mate, uh, Drake, Drake Maverick last week." And I was like, "What happened to Drake Maverick? Like, I know he's on Raw. He's the mastermind of the twenty four seven heels." But, uh, uh, oh right, he got beat up by Ridge Holland. Um, it's like, what what happened to him? I know that I've got to perk up when when I got me Dingo, and like, I don't know what he's doing. And he says, uh, "I'm I challenged you to a cruiserweight championship match," and I was like, "Hold up, how big are you, dude?" Because you look like you're six foot six foot two, six foot three. Are you two hundred and five pounds? Is that NXT, a deal? Do we care
2: anymore? It's NXT 2.0. That's what a cruiserweight is now.
1: It's <laughs> true. If the old <laughs> cruiserweight like a... cruiser championship was 200... the light heavyweight championship and in, in WWE was 225 pounds. Perfect. Like that was a light heavyweight. So yeah, as as long as that's you're true. like if 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 you're as long as you're smaller than let's say, I don't know, uh Seth Rollins ish, although sure. he's like he's listed at 218 or something, so like if, you've got seven more pounds to clear.
2: If you can do a frog splash,
1: yeah, you're a cruiserweight. You're allowed. <laughs> Bearcat Keith Lee, he's a cruiserweight. <laughs> well, I'll talk more about that <laughs> later. Okay, so anyway, um, he's he, he he comes out and he, he basically calls his shot, says, I want a, a cruiserweight title match next week, and they say, Yes, um,
2: Yes, six foot four, man. <laughs>
1: And, and it's like, oh, okay, all right. Hey, dude, did, the only time we saw you in action, you were the weak link in a tag team with Drake Maverick. But sure, you get a Cruiserweight title match. Right, absolutely. Why not? Well, Who cares? Um, yeah. Uh, Josh Cardenas says uh, he wouldn't be surprised if Kushida was gone by end of the year. I don't know what his contract situation is. Um, I would
2: be surprised if he was gone by the end of the draft, buddy. I'm, I think I, I, it's going to be ugly.
1: Yeah, I, I honestly don't don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, Mark Losper says, Mark Losper, our friend, says, uh, Mike, my, my hashtag, hey. Calyx Peeps, can't watch live, unfortunately, so take some money. You guys rock as hard as a new day. Keep killing it. 2.0.
2: Give we us that money. Will. No, <laughs> Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. It's okay that you didn't watch live. I promise.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, Zach Barber also says that he's just here to hear Kate celebrate september day by singing september alex yeah
2: do you remember the 21st night of september where we all lost our minds at nxt (laughs) 2.0 i hate this show it was so much better a few weeks ago
1: See, I, I I saw that you said on Twitter that you were gonna sing Do You Remember? And I was like, Oh right, it's the September thing. But my first thought was was the Michael Jackson song. <laughs> Do you remember? When we fell in love, we were young and innocent then. Yeah, right. there? that's no, that was not the same song.
0: That was um
1: not the same song. no. JW Pringle says that I for one salute our new lizard overlords. Uh, it's true. It's probably lizard people. Everybody with their with their balls that grow back. I'm sure. Um. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alan Can says LMAO, <laughs> White AOP and BJ slash JP are APA 2.0. They need JPL as their manager. <sighs> That's I mean, a lot J- of
2: initialisms.
1: J- JBL. Uh, uh, feels like better a better a, a more a- apt manager uh, of White AOP that than um than Bivens. Like it just feels you know
2: why not their third brother Fred.
1: Fred, Fred. <laughs> who
2: I've been advocating for yes. now it's as true. long as two point oh has been a thing.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's
2: should true. be Fred, and he's gonna turn on them both.
1: Yeah. Um. So, so we're getting Grayson Waller versus, um, yeah. Okay. So um, I told
2: you that I talk at my sister about wrestling and she doesn't like it at all. I told her about Grayson Waller's name and she's an actress and she was like, Grayson Waller is the name of every child actor I've ever been in <laughs> an audition with, <laughs> which is just startlingly like yeah, accurate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um. <laughs> um, Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller. He should be um,
2: waspy as hell.
1: Yeah, he late later like Carmelo Hayes. Wa- he's uh, Carmelo. Hayes, Carmelo Hayes walks around with the like the little folder that's got his contract in it, and like, dude, use it. Just use it. Call your shot and like fight whoever's like. Wait a minute. All right, North American title is 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 Swerve, who's really like he's part of a bigger feud, but he's like not really doing much of anything. Um, like call your shot, pick 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 a champion and face him. But he's like, hey Grayson, hey Grayson Waller, if if you beat. Kush, uh, not Kushida because you're not the title holder anymore. If you beat Roderick Strong next week, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this on uh, to become cruiserweight champion because that's my ticket to the big time, just like Kushida.
2: What? I first of all, I'm now obsessed with this portfolio, and I want his I want his finisher to be called like the Ad Glance or something. I don't know. So now into this portfolio, because we've carried it around in briefcases yeah, yeah. and they're like, no, that's too much yeah, for NXT 2 yeah. 2.0. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: I don't understand why you're an overdog and you have someone to watch your back. And you're like, you know what I'm going to go for yeah. the cruiserweight title after this guy has a match. That's the lamest shit I've ever heard. And especially when you have a story of like Champa just won the title write a relinquished belt, like do something about how he's not fit for this title because he didn't actually earn it and do something about the fact that he doesn't belong at NXT right. 2.0, despite talking about the passion there. I don't know. That makes more sense. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, um, uh, Zach Barber says it's the best September parody ever.
2: <laughs> Thank you. It comes from a lot of pain. <laughs>
1: We got a new teaser vignette for Tony D'Angelo. Remember how he was from Chicago last week? Tony D'Angelo from Chicago?
2: I'm going to go to Wrigley Field to grab a dog, and I'm not in the mob, eh?
1: Tonight, he says... Uh, I'm over here on the waterfront looking out over here. A lot of my, a lot of my uncles did some, you know, business deals over here on the wharf. That's what they do. We call them business deals because we're in the mob. You know, they did deals all up and down the Atlantic. And I was like, hold up. Did they, did they realize that his accent is New York, not Chicago? So they changed it. So he's from the East coast. Or does Tony D'Angelo think that Lake Michigan is the Atlantic Ocean? Because one of those two things has to be true. Like, hey, I'm Tony D'Angelo from Chicago, and my family wants all these deals up and down the Atlantic, you know, from Milwaukee to Sheboygan. Hey! Like, no, that's not the Atlantic Ocean. It's a really big lake. It looks like an ocean, but there's the Michigans on the other side of it. It's not the same thing. I, oh.
2: I hope next week he's like, I'm in Malibu by the Indian
1: Ocean. <laughs> hey, hey. Lord, may, 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 listen, you know me. I'm Tony D'Angelo from Chicago. And that's why I'm here under the famous arch in St. Louis. Because that's <laughs> me, Chicago born and bred only in Chicago under this famous arch, St. Louis. You know, Louis Chicago. Louis Chicago, the very famous saint who founded this town that I am absolutely from Chicago. Louis Chicago. He's a good guy. I know him. He's a friend of my dad's. Like I'm here at Chicago's Niagara Falls. (laughs) I'm here (laughs) the the pyramids of Chicago. (laughs) I'm here walking along the great wall of Chicago. To to signify that there's a wall between me and that championship, which I'm going to run through (laughs) like a backhoe or a bulldozer, which is owned by my dad's construction company over here. We're not in the mob. Just kidding. Yes, we are.
2: (laughs) I hope next week he was like, remember when I was in Chicago, I was on vacation, but here in New York is where I'm really from. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah. That I might listen, my family is all about business, it's all about you know getting the money and all this guy. We are also all about my amateur wrestling background because that <laughs> is two things that work perfectly together. The kid who grew up in the mob and then got really into amateur no. wrestling is absolutely a character that exists in real life, and that's who I am, Dona D'Angelo. Oh.
2: He was like, murder
1: is too violent,
2: but I like the beating people up part. Yes. I'm going to reverse engineer. What if NXT 2.0 if the locker room is like a front for the mob? And they were like, we're going to distract you with our bright colors so you don't think it's the mob.
1: Listen, I was I, I learned all of, my, all of my trade in Greco-Roman wrestling. Where's the Romans from? Italy. So I said to myself, if I'm Italian, I gotta get into Greco-Roman wrestling. You know, me and my buddy uh, Dave Greco, we got into wrestling together. And then, you know, uh, he, he one time he uh, he beat me in a wrestling match. So my dad said I had to make him sleep with the fishes. Oh, hey, hey! this deep dish is
2: delicious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I love about deep dish? How you can fold it. And then you eat it that way because <laughs> I don't confuse Chicago things with New York things because I am Tony D'Angelo.
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh, I can't Tony, believe I get paid for this. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> Tony D'Angelo is sponsored by many saints of Newark. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's the thing. It is so true. Somebody said this up. I don't know if he's supposed to be a Tony Soprano. A uh, ripoff or a Rocky Balboa ripoff, because he's wearing the Rocky Balboa hat and leather jacket over a white T-shirt. That's what Rocky wore in the. It, listen, when you think edgy, you think a movie from thirty-five friggin' years ago. Four, Forty-five friggin' years ago, Rocky. Everybody loves Rocky. Look, uh, you know. Two. Here's what we need. We need a guy who looks like Rocky Balboa and talks like Tony Soprano, but he's also uh, an amateur wrestler. Uh, from Chicago or New York, take your pick. Here we go. The
2: answer to your question is yes.
1: <laughs> so uh, here's here's my answer. To my next question, uh, my, this next question I have is what? Who? Um, Amari Miller is facing Kaylee Ray, and she gets an inset promo, and her character apparently is is from Missouri. Like that's like. Hey, I'm Amari Miller. I'm here to represent the show me state that what that reads to me, like is a promo from tough enough, like from, from 30 years from 20 years ago, it feels like tough enough. Like, Hey, I'm from, I'm from Missouri and I want to work really hard because it's my dream to be a WWE superstar. So please pick me Amari Miller. Like being from a state isn't a, a character. Like, it's not even a character for Tony D'Angelo who is like a whole caricature, but just like I happen to be from Missouri. Isn't, is a character?
2: Um, I, this to me felt very Miss America more than even that. Cause she then wow. talked about like her athletic background and I was yes. like, when is the evening gown competition gal? Like I did. If you're going to have them be squashed, but you want them to have something notable about them this is not the way to do it roll something pre-recorded right. i was immediately thinking of things that were better than that and uh those really short vignettes where they were building out the est stuff for bianca was so great when it was just like here's me running track cuz i'm the fastest or whatever like do something that's equally that quick and powerful, and get out of there. But this this Miss America thing was was not it for me. But I also do hope for world peace.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get uh, Kaylee Ray stomping the guts out of Nari uh, uh, Miller, we get a a vignette. Now, listen, this is not my deal. Uh, uh, two dudes. Who, who bonded over their love of punching each other in the face and also probably Toby Keith music. That is not my jam. But I do appreciate that they are giving you backstory as to who these people are. When you pair two random people we've never seen together before, we go, well, how do these two guys come together? And they're like, oh, here's a the night I lost in the tournament, I went out and got drunk. And then I bumped into a guy and we punched each other in the face until we were best friends. Now that's stupid, but at least they're trying to give you a backstory and that I do respect.
2: Don't pull a muscle
1: grasping at those straws, Alex. I, I, I will always appreciate them giving you a backstory. This was a bad backstory. But if I always you, want a backstory.
2: I have never, not that I'm constantly at rough and tumble bars seeing people getting fights, but never have I heard, never was I like, you know what? I bet when Eddie Kingston was beating the shit out of someone at a bar, probably, I bet they became best friends and pursued a wrestling career mm-hmm. together
1: after. Mm-hmm. The hell man. No. Nobody gets in a bar fight and is like, but damn it, I respect him. Oh, I don't, I know, listen, you're 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 getting me wrong. The backstory they chose is bullshit. Giving any backstory is giving is better than no backstory. That's that's my own thing. I also think it's really funny the way that they had Josh Briggs cut this promo, which was he was like, um, he says, uh, so I'm at the bar, I'm three, I'm three deep. And some asshole bumps me, right? But the way that he says it, there's a big, there's a big pause after um after the word asshole. <laughs> so he says, so I'm at the bar, right? And I'm three deep in some asshole. No, <laughs> no. Bumps me. And I think, I'm like, did you say in some asshole? Are you three deep in some asshole? Because that's a completely different kind of bar than I thought you were gonna be hanging out in, Josh Briggs. But they exist. I mean, that's probably fine.
2: Whiskey for my men, beer for my horses, plague. Not
1: that there's anything wrong with that. It's totally No, cool. not at all. But just not what not, I expected.
2: Yeah, you know. not the archetype that you're, you're gunning for here. I'm just so sad that we're talking about NXT. And the thing that we're excited about is that they tried to give us a backstory. That is so sad how quickly this has unraveled. So, Um, yes, at least they
1: tried. Zach Barber says that, to be fair, 90s Toby Keith is good. Should have been a cowboy is an all-timer. Post-01 Toby Keith, meh. You're, You're talking to a person who first became aware of Toby Keith with, we'll put a boot in your ass, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. That was my first introduction to Toby Keith. So, forgive me if I think his entire oeuvre is dog shit.
2: Um... Yeah, go listen to uh, Brad Paisley and Keith Urban. They're sick guitarists, and they're way better and better vocalists. There's better country music out there, even pre-01TK. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have opinions. Yeah, no, I, it's just it's true. Um, uh, Fear and Loathing in NYC uh, says that, uh, that uh, he asks, uh, does Hung D'Angelo know a guy who can give Braun Breaker his Steiner name back? That'd be interesting. Like, hey, listen, Ooh. listen, not for nothing, okay? But I gotta I, I got a guy who can give you your name back, okay? Just saying he's a guy, he knows who to talk to about these things. I'm just saying maybe you could be it'd be a real shame. That's all I'm saying. It'd be a real real shame if somebody were to, you know, you know, ruin your name. That's all I'm saying.
2: Or does he hire him to like break some knees? <laughs>
1: If Braun Breaker becomes Tony D'Angelo's leg Breaker, it's I am all in. Show. I am all in. If if, if they give Braun Breaker a leg Breaker gimmick working for Tony D'Angelo, I am saying right now I will never say a bad word about NXT 2.0 ever again. I'm with you. I'll, I will... Gleefully rejoice
2: at the sight of the rainbow-colored logo every time. If brown break occur, is breaking people's kidneys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> J. W. Pringle says, um, from the mountains to the prairie to the oceans, white with foam. God bless Chicago, my home sweet." Oh, that's right. That's that's the, uh, the I, anthem of Chicago. I love when you
2: send super chats because it helps Fightful so much. <laughs> but I love even more when you send Tommy D'Angelo super chats because I could just listen to this for the rest of my ah. life. It's amazing.
1: <sighs> yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> Vape Ross Vape says, hey, 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 yo, I'm from Philly. Don't blame Rocky, yo. Uh, and listen, no like Rocky, of course, is from Philly. Uh, Stallone is is definitely doing. He's not doing a Philly accent in that movie. And if you if you asked Vince, where do you think Rocky takes place? What do you think he says Philadelphia? Because I don't think Vince thinks that's where Rocky takes place. I think that anything in that general area is New York. To Vince,
2: um, I mean. I, he can't tell the difference between Chicago and New York. I'm going to go ahead and say he can't tell the difference between Philly and New York. They work in
1: Stamford. You know, what I love is when I get to walk down the street and go and get a nice Chicago's cheesesteak. That's what I love. A nice, beautiful Chicago cheesesteak with whiz.
2: The of brotherly love, eh?
1: Yeah, that's right. Gabagool. Yeah. We're all about family. That's why Chicago is the city of brotherly love. Kabigul, uh, indeed. The um,
2: spell is broken.
1: Hey. <laughs> hey, what happened to we? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh going back to, this, to the the to the Kushida thing. NXT is copying AW by having a champion with Sheeta in their name losing and being instantly forgotten. Ah <sighs> yeah. Uh jumping on that one. Um uh injection 2K says, Will you be disheartened tomorrow at Arthur Ash? Kate?
2: No, I think I'll be out of my mind at Arthur
1: Ash. What tomorrow. is the opposite of heartened? Disheartened, heart, 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 heart. hugely heartened, big heartened, what mega heartened. The, what happens to the Grinch at the end of the Grinch?
2: Yeah, it, go, it grows three sizes. Three
1: sizes that day. Yes, uh...
2: <laughs> Heartened with two T's Like, like Ron Break a
1: You're a mean one Mr. Vince You oh. ruined NXT I don't have the rest of that yet I'm but the I'll...
2: third greatest song on the show And it makes me so happy <laughs> I'm so happy about it
1: Oh god what did the hell Happen at this tonight Um. Oh right <laughs> Kaylee Ray destroyed Amari Miller Um, she's, she's a character on, on the screen now with a gimmick. The gimmick is I'm from Missouri and she lost to Kaylee Ray. Good. Um, and that's the end of that. Um, and, uh, also another character whose entire gimmick is I'm from a place. Dante Chen is from Singapore and that's it. Um, he
2: also has an entrance.
1: He has an entrance.
2: With music and lights.
1: And a mask thing he wears under a hood thing. thing. I'm I'm willing to allow Dante Chen to grow beyond this, as well as Amari Miller. So far, all like, hey, he's from Singapore. Are you interested yet? And the answer is no, I'm not interested yet. So, you know, there you go.
2: I mean, it's better than a lot of times when WWE just makes you be from somewhere else. And he's not from a different place that we know of it's not like chicago and new york like he seems like he's from singapore which is where they told us he's from yeah so that's that's a positive note
1: um he he beats trey baxter pretty quickly uh he does a uh like uh baxter gets him in a in a in a small package and um and so he rolls back out of it up into a standing position and does like a modified wing clipper, which is Angel Garza's move. Who cares? Uh, and he wins with it. And I'm like, well, here's the deal: I better never see any of you guys try to put that guy in a small package again, because we know he's got a counter to it directly into his finisher. So no, like, does he? Does he have to have a guy put him in the small small package? To do his finisher. Can he do it from any other position? I don't know. We'll have to see. I can't wait for every every single match he wins to be from a counter to a small package. And then I'll just yell at the guy for doing the small package to him when he damn well knows he shouldn't.
2: Um I, that kind of to me fits in the vein of a Rey Mysterio conveniently being able to do a 619 to everybody that is conveniently placed where they are on the ropes. My I'm hoping. That, well, now I'm hoping that happens because it's hilarious if he needs to be <laughs> in a small package to counter it. But I'm hoping that maybe he has more than one. Like, maybe there's multiple ways that this guy could beat you. Um, but I, yeah, the small package sucks to begin with. And it just also made me hate that move more because I was like, yeah, see how easy it is to get out of since you basically just look like a, a turtle that's flipped on its back when mm. you're in one. Um, but he he looked fine. Uh, it, that's Angel Garza's thing, kind of.
1: So I mean, it's a, it's a very similar move. Um, yeah. later in the night, we see Trey Baxter backstage, and he's kind of dejected. Um, here's here's why he's dejected, and I'm dejected. We just did a tournament of breakout stars. We did. So these people who won the tournament at the time you put the tournament on. We're the new face of NXT going forward. And a bunch of them are now losing every match, slash have wacky friggin' gimmicks that are never gonna get over. And in their place, they've been leapfrogged by a bunch of basically, I'm large and that's it. And I I don't I don't know that I like that. Like I was intrigued by Trey Baxter. I thought he had a great match versus. Kushida, he's done some good stuff on 205, but all he does is lose matches now, and that sucks. Um, and Joe Gacy before this terrible gimmick, which we'll talk about, was intriguing to me. Andre he, Chase, I don't know, but how about this? How about uh 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 Duke um whatever his name is, uh Duke, Duke Hudson, who I who I really uh, continue to think he's great, he's so natural on the mic, he could he was part of the brawl to start the night but didn't get any tv time he got the crap beat of him last week like he doesn't get leapfrogged by guys who can't talk he's at least as good and as big as they are he doesn't get leapfrogged by those guys who can't talk you're not allowed to do that you already put him in the tournament he was in the semi-finals he had a great semi-final match he had a whole story built up around him thinking Carmelo Hayes he was like he, he, he underestimated Carmelo Hayes and there was a story to tell going forward there and they ended that story by having him get the shit kick out of him by by now heal Carmelo Hayes and there's no more Duke Hudson no 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 you already had a breakout tournament All those guys are are have to be ahead in the totem pole of everybody else who's below them who's now leapfrogging them. I don't like that at all
2: Alex. This is NXT 2.0.
1: I'm sorry, that was 1.0. Yeah. yeah, Sounds silly of me. That was 1.0.
2: That never existed. Anytime Trey Baxter is in the ring, I want someone to punk kick him because I just want to go the man he butted Baxter from Anchorman so bad. Um (laughs) yeah, no, it's uh It also kind of undercuts. I'll just add to what you were saying because I agree with it. Um, It undercuts the breakout piece of it, like, entirely. Like, (laughs) that means you had one winner and that the tournament didn't do anything for anything else. I complain about... I am a tournament mark. Mm -hmm. I love King of the Ring. I love tournaments. You know why? Because they make it feel like a sport. Because you know what sports have? Tournaments. All the time. Happens constantly. So um, when you make it meaningless, like... I don't know when AEW did the Joshi tournament or this. It drives me crazy because, and I'm a New Japan Mark, so that doesn't help the situation mm-hmm. when they're like, we're going to create every story based yep. around a tournament. When you go and create no more stories around a tournament other than this guy won, it's yep. such a waste because you could easily just be like, here's eight stories that can sustain us every other week for the rest of the next three months. Like, it drives me absolutely nuts. But this is 2.0. Yeah.
1: Um, anyway, you're right. Everything you said is correct. Thank and you. now it worries me because I don't know if you notice the substance of this backstage little scene lit that happened between um, uh, Trey Baxter uh, and his... Girlfriend, I guess. He's dejected in the locker room. And this girl walks up to him, and says, Hey, what are you so down about? It's okay. That guy's like a superhero. It's fine. It was one loss. You'll move on. And she and she gives him a kiss. By the way, Cora Jade is 2016 Liv Morgan, but brunette. Like, like that's the that's her whole character. I wear a backwards cap and I got long straight hair. And look at me, I'm totally like a skater hip hop. I'm NXT bubbly.
2: 2.0 is brunette. Yeah,
1: it's, it's true.
2: Yeah. See, I'm
1: 1.0. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cora Jade is all brunette. Um, but I, I, and she kisses him and he's like, he, and he, and she leaves and he goes, hmm, superhero. So guess what I think they're going to do with Trey Baxter. The mighty mouse gimmick that Vince always wanted. Like a little tiny Superhero. That can do amazing things and he's basically going to be the male version of nikki ash hopefully without the cringe promos but like he wanted neville to be like mighty mouse not like look how awesome he can fly but like no he's mighty mouse and they compromised and all he had was a cape but like i think he's going to make trey baxter into a superhero because they're going to do the same shit on on Tuesdays, that they do on Monday and think we won't notice.
2: That makes me want to bar. <laughs> I don't really, that's literally all I have to add to that.
1: Yeah. The, ner- the, well, the, ner- the, ner- the nerd guru says that uh, he happened to notice the commentary was heavily putting over stuff that happened on Raw. I wonder who decided they should do
2: that. That's weird. I mean, it's,
1: listen, it's USA Network. Like, I, I'm totally fine with cross-promotion. I think they should do it more. I think you should have people who are up-and-comers from NXT go to Raw, have a cool match against a scrub from, from the 24-7 division, and be like, hey, you can catch me tomorrow night on NXT. on the same friggin' network. They're under the same umbrella. Like, do it. Like, get people to watch. Do that. But
2: yeah. I had a couple of complaints about commentary leading the way. Was Beth Phoenix saying curtsy on the career of today? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a horrific phrase.
1: Cool. Barf. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> oh,
1: um, so Joe Gacy um, is uh, out in the middle of the ring. He's sitting in a chair. Uh, again, he, he looks like he is, um, like leading group, like group therapy or something like that. Like that's the kind of thing Like in the basement of a church, there's, there's coffee over there. Uh, if you want, just hang out. You don't want to talk tonight. You don't want to share. That's totally fine. But he's basically says tonight, this ring is a safe space. Um, NXT is home to the smallest microaggressions to the biggest biggest grudges, and this is a place where we settle our differences. I come to you with a mindset of conflict resolution, where I don't need to use my male privilege to get what I want. I understand that, just like you do, that life isn't fair, and I believe we can achieve unity and tolerance for all, and I can be the man that will show us that we can achieve peace in this safe space, and it starts tonight. This is Vince doing Retribution 2.0, but this time with social justice. And I... I watched this whole promo, and after every line I said in this tone of voice, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. This, This is bad. If you think that, like, conflict resolution is something that a heel is into screw you. Like, that's not cool. That's not cool. Like, I understand, like, they're going to make it, they're going to do the thing where, like, oh, but he was actually all in it for himself and he was tricking you into thinking that he was about that. No, 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 no. You think that this kind of talk is only served up by liberal hippie stupids and so we got to bound them into the ground and show them that in this ring, might makes right and it's just such bullshit stuff, and I don't need to see it anywhere near any of my wrestling.
2: This is what you have for Gacy. I am so not here for woke Dr. Shelby, not in the slightest. I I hate the Dan Lambert stuff on Wednesdays, and I hate this anti-Dan Lambert thing here so, so, so much. Yep. Barf City. He looks like an idiot. Uh, you know someone else is going to come out in gear and you're wearing your dumbass polo and your dockers. I I hate everything about this. I hate it so much. It feels so far away from William Regal and Samoa Joe. Why? Why why? Why is this this woke fella coming in when there's a GM and an enforcer? or a former enforcer. Uh, And why isn't anybody in an administrative way the ones that are making rules about a workplace? How am I supposed to buy into wrestling at all? At all with this character? The whole premise of wrestling is I fight literally all of my coworkers. What on earth is like okay about this? Just nothing. Just nothing. It was just the most... There's reasons why I don't have words for it. It's speechless trash. I hate it so much. I hate the stereotyping. I hate the idea that someone would come into a wrestling ring and call it a safe space. Into William Regal's promotion? It is it is beyond nauseatingly bad at this point. I don't... I, I just... It makes no sense in literally any way, and to to put this on Gacy, uh, if you know anything about him, it's that he was a death match guy. I it's baffling to me that this made it anywhere.
1: I mean, like uh, I'm, uh, it's 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 a stupid idea. If we were to let it play out, I wonder if it's going to get like he's a cult leader or something like he he tricks people into thinking his way is the right way but the problem with that is that when you have only one representative of a school of thought on your show you believe that school of thought everybody who believes it is represented by that one person yeah. that whole thing is um, is is condensed into this guy and this guy if you uh, somebody who uses the phrase microaggressions in a way like to be like, oh, don't you hate, like basically what they're saying is, hey, look at this guy. Don't you hate it when people use the phrase microaggressions? And it's like, it depends on the context, but no. Because I don't think you know what a microaggression is, Vince or Bruce or anybody writing for you. I don't think you know what that is. I don't think you know what male privilege is. I don't have th- have the guy sitting in there and say, right, "Listen, uh, I'm I'm uh, I I don't let my male privilege do." No, 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 no. What you're saying is anybody who who says something like that is therefore a bad dude who we should a not like and b make fun of. And like, no, like my male privilege has gotten me way more than I deserve in my life, and I'm able to admit that and try and correct it sometimes, like. For example, elsewhere on the show, briefly we'll touch on this, Zion Quinn is apparently a really angry chivalrous. Like he oh holds the door open for two ladies, one guy tries to walk through, so he beats the hell out of him. And that's what you should do. None of this feminism bullshit. If some guy's being mean to ladies, you beat them up. That's what you should do. And no, both of those things are kind of stupid.
2: And on top of that this guy's a wrestler. Yeah. So like addition, I completely agree with you that the inherently calling an entire school of thought, good or bad is dumb (laughs) because you have a heel or a face. So Mm -hmm. it's going one way or the other. Additionally, that guy fights people for a living. Yes. And he's talking about conflict resolution Mm -hmm. and resolving it peacefully but his job is that he goes and beats people. There's just nothing. The, the sociopolitical garbage, which it is, aside, there is nothing that makes sense about this from a wrestling standpoint. His job is to beat people up. There are literally people who have a title of general manager to go and manage all the things uh-huh. he's talking about. Right. Th- there is nothing redeeming about this. Right. Not and a single thing. You can redeem these nuts because this right. makes no sense.
1: And Grimes wins with the cave-in. Uh, Gacy gets to look good in the match uh, Grimes wins with the cave in. Grimes should win, that's fine uh, After the match um, uh, Grimes is standing there and we see Joe Gacy get up behind him Looking kind of angry And then Grimes turns around And Gacy offers a hand to shake And Grimes is like, no I'm not going to shake your hand Which is like, oh, oh wait a minute Now we've seen many opportunities Where like, hey You beat me, shake hands and that's a thing like oh good look look this is good right but it's not good if joe gacy offers you a hand because we're supposed to know that if joe gacy offers you a hand it's he's doing it fake he's he, he's fake he's a phony guy like no we, we you haven't given us any of that anything to to go on there. So it just looks like Cameron Grimes is being a douche, rejecting a handshake. And then then you have to have Joe Gacy go in for a hug to make it weird because all those, you know, all those people, those people who talk about, you know, social justice stuff, all they really want to do is just hug. You know what I mean? And that's also bullshit.
2: Yeah. And stop punishing me for looking up who wrestlers have been before?
1: Right. Yes.
2: <laughs> stop punishing me. Yeah. Please for for giving a shit. Please stop punishing me.
1: Yeah. Um. Ugh. James bowrus says uh, my answer is Vince has lost his mind and is mixing up vague and conflicting socio political takes he's heard at best third hand from a sycophant. Uh.
2: You could have just left it at the first part. The my answer is that Vince has lost his mind and I, I think that would have been fine. But
1: yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Zach Barber says, "At least Dan Lambert gets actual heat. I mean, it's go away heat, but yeah, this is this was this was not great." Uh, Mark Losper says, "If I still watch WWE content, this woke heel garbage promo sounds like it make me stop." Yeah. Uh, um. Next week is uh, footage from the honeymoon of Dexter and Indy Hartwell. Um. Okay. Um. Uh, Electro- I hope she makes it back. I, I hope they i hope they 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 go really weird places for the honeymoon i I really do like the whole the if if the whole honeymoon footage is just him sneaking up on her with something sharp multiple times only for the camera to pull out and realize he was cutting a piece of cake or whatever you know what I mean like
2: <laughs> that would be amazing
1: that'd be fun like he's just he's she's walking behind her like this and then she turns around and he just cuts a piece of pizza. It'd be nice. Um, uh, Electro Lopez. Uh, um. Oh, before we get Electro Lopez's match, hey, remember that guy uh who was in the Fatal Four Way for the NXT Championship in his first match in NXT? Well, guess how they built on all that momentum. They did a vignette where he hits a tire with a sledgehammer, and that's it. That's. That's that seems like a weird thing to do. To 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 premiere a dude we've never seen before, give him a weird name like Von Wagner. Um in this promo, he doesn't have an accent. So why you're calling him Von Wagner? I have no idea.
2: Look, they don't want to compete with you. That I understand. They're That's like, true. we're we can't we're not keeping up with Alex.
1: That's true. You guys out here um, doing
2: Tommy D'Angelo and Walter <laughs> impressions. We can't we can't match that
1: yeah um uh, jw pringle says where the hell was von wagner i paid all these monies for cable tv and i got no wagner bad show was well not good uh yeah I it's so weird that they would have him in the title match protect him he doesn't get pinned in it he's not even in the brawl as far as i know like he wasn't even there yep. like it's such a weird thing to like. Hey, Hayes, here's this guy you never seen before. We think highly enough of him that he's going to be in the title match. If you watch the next week of NXT, oh, you oh, oh, wouldn't oh, oh. even know he exists.
2: He was hitting a tire with a sledgehammer. Yes. Don't don't minimize his presence on this show.
1: Ye- years ago, um, while Braun Strowman, not Braun Breaker, Braun Strowman, Strowman. had all kinds Stro man, Strowman uh had uh, all kinds of momentum going into the WrestleMania season. We're like, what, what big match are they going to give him? He was just in the Battle Royal. That was all he did. Like he was, It was like right after he had that amazing feud with Roman Reigns where he tipped over an ambulance and had a great match with him at Fastlane. Nothing. They gave him nothing for WrestleMania. But they had an amazing, amazing, amazing vignette for him where he walked into the forest and carrying a hammer made out of a tree and then knocked down a tree with that hammer And then made a different hammer with the tree he knocked down with the first hammer. Which implied a never-ending series of bigger hammers. Like, I knock down a tree with a hammer, I make a bigger hammer from that tree. And then tomorrow I'm going to do it again. Until he's like in the Great Wedwoods Forest knocking down giant sequoias. And they never paid off on it. This is what that felt like, except for this was lame. So,
2: Let it play.
1: I forgot. Out. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Um, there was also a, a vignette for Andre Chase, uh, who it's he has a whole university apparently. Like uh, like Dean Douglas was just a teacher. This guy's got his own university. Uh, he's got he's, he's wearing a little he's wearing a sweater, uh, which says Chase U on it. Uh, and he's his first lesson is Odyssey Jones lost the finals the breakout tournament because he was a bad he was a bad cover. Uh, which it was, but it says that uh, Jones has the face of a loser. I will only chief success, Andre Chase. And uh, a student says, uh, excuse me, didn't you lose to on- us, Jones, in the first round? It's like, what's your name? My name's Steve. Get the hell out, Steve. And then he just destroys, like, knocks papers off his desk, and he's angry. And I don't know what the hell this is supposed to be. Do you? No, this, there were multiple times
2: on the show that I was like, Is this them doing promo class with cameras on? Like this felt so I'm going to figure this out to me. I do appreciate that there were two times in this episode. This was the second one where they were like, Hey, didn't you lose to that guy though? (laughs) I do appreciate that. They at least asked the obvious question that we never get answered on Mondays and sometimes Fridays. Um, I why are you teaching a whole school of pupils about this? Why is this a curriculum? I, <laughs> how are you a teacher wrestler? Like,
1: er, I, like, a few you months teach ago. teach at the same
2: school as Drew McIntyre, who's teaching history lessons. I have questions.
1: A few months ago, they had a really cool teacher segment with Timothy Thatcher teaching a wrestling school of, of wrestlers the this is how you lock in this hold and and here now try to get out of it oh you can't can you well how about if i put it in this hard and then people would tap out furiously next next week i'll teach you how to not get out of a leg lock like i think it was that was a lot of fun this is nothing this is bad like it's don't don't weird. do this this is never going to get over he's it's he's, so weird he's gonna he's gonna get squashed by Odyssey Jones and then what
2: Wait, do you think the spirit squad is no like on there cheering for their football team? I don't.
1: Um, talking about uh, Von Wagner, Zach Barger, Barber says, when your dad was billed from Shaker Heights, uh, Ohio, it's hard to fake a German accent. Yes, of course, Cal Bloom is the son of Wayne Bloom. I believe I misspoke and said Matt Bloom, who was a different person altogether. Wayne <laughs> Bloom was part of the Beverly Brothers, and Matt Bloom was Prince Albert, and those are two very different people. I, I so sa- wish it was Matt Bloom instead. <laughs> I said Matt Bloom, because for some reason, my brain went there, but it's Wayne Bloom that Cal Bloom... I know why your brain to. went
2: there. We are yes. broken. We are two
1: broken people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so, we get Electra Lopez um, uh, versus uh, Anna Shear. And uh, this is this is, sup- I think, supposedly supposed to do for Electra Lopez what last week did for B-Fab. But Electra Lopez, to me, looked a lot more impressive in this match yes. than yes. B-Fab did in that match, which doesn't say anything because that might have been just bad chemistry between her and uh, Catalina, whatever they're calling her now. Um, So that's fine, whatever. Next week, we're going to get a B-Fab versus um, uh, Electra Lopez uh, no disqualification match, which should be a lot of, a lot of fun, hopefully. Um, But... Uh, there's a there's a then the hit row comes out and there's uh, there's a, a brawl thing that happens because Bfab attacks Electro Lopez in the ring and ever the gentleman um, Santos Escobar and Walking Wild and Raul Mendoza refuse to even touch B Fab which I think is really funny our show is edgy but we could never have a hold of show a man touching a woman ever like like you could we've seen many times where like they pull them apart but it was a weird thing to like no hold on guys no no touching no touching because maybe maybe Joe Gacy has given them all a lecture about consent and how that's a heel thing
2: I was gonna say it reminded me of a high school dance where you have to like leave room for the Lord but like a teacher couldn't actually come and touch you I went to Catholic school if you couldn't tell Mm. uh (laughs) (laughs) that that was a thing they would say make room for the holy spirit if you were Mm -hmm. dancing too close and that's what that whole thing reminded Mm -hmm. me of was like they would like whisper in your ear but they obviously couldn't touch you because you were a student yeah so they just had to be like we need you to separate but we can't actually make physical contact with you
1: uh i remember the balloon in the middle Did you ever have the balloon in between
2: no we didn't have the balloon in between but i've i've heard stories (laughs)
1: There was there was there was a dance that I went to. Uh wh- there was l- the sound of a lot of balloons popping. <laughs> um, that's a joke. I, I never actually went to one of those dances. I was sitting at home alone. Anyway, um
2: what? I would go to a dance with you, especially in your tuxedo shirt when I'm no. a no, 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 gothic no, no, no. unicorn no. bride.
1: <laughs> you have no idea what I was when I was 13 years old.
2: Oh buddy. <laughs>
1: And because I'm, because I'm so old, no photos exist on the internet, which is fantastic. Uh, Um, but, but, (laughs) um, but anyway, uh, this, my God, um, I, I thought that Santos's promo was fine. Hey, by the way, you're in our gang now. This is where I would like a backstory. Like it does feel like, Hey, we're feuding with a team of three dudes who have a chick with them who likes to get involved? Let's go find a chick of our own, and they did, and that's it. Like I would love to say, it's familia, familia. Like, can Electra Lopez be like Raúl Mendo- Mendoza's cousin on his mother's side? Can can that be a thing? No, like, just yeah, make it, it sure. up, make it up. But like, just the it still feels like we're feuding with this group of four. We need a fourth. You happen to be in the locker room. And are the right ethnicity. There you go.
2: Why don't you understand that what happened with them was they went to a bar to grab some beers. They had about three of them. They beat the shit out of each other. And then they were like, but damn it, I respect you. And that's that's how she joined.
1: Also, it's time is a flat circle.
2: Correct. Yes. That's
1: that's a thing that happened in in the alternate past in the different timeline. So that's... There it is. Um... So uh it's a Odyssey. Well, first before we get the Odyssey Jones beating up two of the jobbiest jobbers that ever job a job, we get Frankie Monet and Jesse Kamea, Robert Stone talking to Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez say, hey, don't worry. I I I way way ahead of you. Got us the match, the title match we're supposed to have last week. Uh we're gonna have next week. So they put it off for two weeks. But I'm happy we're getting the Frankie Monet and um Raquel Gonzalez match. Um less excited about somebody named lash legend who has a talk show called lashing out that is debuting next week and here's the thing that i like i love beth phoenix i really do i think she's i think she's very good sometimes when she's not good, is when she says stuff like this Wow, guys, we get a women's championship match next week, and the debut of Lashing Out. Oh my god, next week's gonna be amazing! Like, you can't put the debut of a talk show all talk shows suck, all of them. They're all bad. Sometimes they're intentionally bad, like, like Bailey's Ding Dong Hello, that's intentionally bad. All of or or Kevin Owens. Points out on the KO show how basically all talk shows suck, but all talk shows are bad. Miss TV has never been good, never once. They've done a million episodes of Miss TV; it's never once been good. So please don't try and sell me on this lashing out thing. Like, just don't.
2: You clearly don't understand. Miss TV, Ding Dong, Hello was great, but like you said, self-aware. Um. None of those were on NXT 2.0. Like, do you not get it? This is a talk show on NXT 2.0. It's going to be amazing because it's NXT 2.0. Just like, just like wrap your mind around that.
1: <laughs> Nico Suave Rigoli with a, with a very also, good.
2: I quite liked the Kevin Owens show oftentimes.
1: No, but but the whole point of the Kevin Owens show is he would come out and like he'd have. Fake cards that he was reading off of. Yeah, and he'd be so, like, "Yeah, I don't, in the vein can, of, of Ding Dong, hello." Let's, let's get, get this. For too. No, Ding Dong, hello is intentionally bad. Like we set up a door; you have to walk through the door. If you don't walk through the door, Bailey, like he's she's wearing Sally Jesse Raphael glasses and a turtleneck. Right. She knows what she's doing. Okay. Anyway, <sighs> um, Nico Suave Regoli says that uh, Wade Barrett made an oral joke. It's true. He did. Another socially progressive gimmick was treated heelish, also true, but here's the good thing. Electra uh, Lopez joined Undertaker and Naito in the take forever to remove my coat and hat club. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. That's I fantastic. like that a lot. Yay! 2.0! Um. Yeah. Uh, so. So yeah, Lash Legend She says that her talk show is going to be bigger than the match next week, which, like, no, it's not. Um, Like uh,
2: Someone approved the name Lash Legend. They thought about this. There were multiple options, and they went with Lash Legend.
1: Listen, this is what I said about Bearcat Lee that they're going to do with Keith Lee. In a company that says Braun Breaker, is a good idea. You gotta grade these things on the curve. Lash Legend. We should be thankful it's not last Legend. We should be very thankful there's not three G's in last Legend. If it's not Lash Legend, then we have to come out. We have to realize we came out ahead.
2: But but Lash
1: Legend. <laughs> last- At least, least there's there's alliteration. But I guess there's also a letter, alliteration in in Bron Breaker. Yeah, first
2: break-er, of all, there's alliteration with two consonants right next to each other, so I don't know what you want. Lash Legend is a terrible I don't know if it's better than Bron Breaker.
1: It's it's objectively better than Bron Breaker. It's not better than Bron Breaker, but it's objectively better, it's better than, than, than Bron Breaker. They did Lash not put legend. two consonants right next to each other in their last name for no reason. Lashing out. Lash, let's, what what the hell do you want her talk show to be called, Kate? Her name is Lash Legend. Of course it's called oh, Lashing I, I Out.
2: I am legend. Do it. You won't.
1: No, you won't. Mark, Mark Losper asked a question. If Lash Legend got through, what the hell didn't? That's the um,
2: terrifying places I go in my mind.
1: Yeah, The Judas uh, in
2: my mind is that.
1: Yeah, not, I mean no, no, no. Like Lash again. If if Braun Breaker didn't exist, if Von Wagner didn't exist, I personally wouldn't bat an eye at Lash Legend. Honestly, I'd be like, whatever. It's a bad name. I'll move on. But Braun Breaker and and Von Von Wagner, for for a dude who's not German or anything, like why is his name Von Wagner? What is?
2: Why isn't your name
1: that? <laughs> true touche touche I, I, I have I have no no reason to say it. my name is now come on, on, on break, break So, slash okay.
2: superhero uh,
1: uh, uh Odyssey Jones breaks up beats up two jobby jobbers uh and then Andre Chase comes walking down the ramp uh and they the jobby jobbers attack him but he manages to fight him off huge double crossbody Second rope, big splash. Bronson Reed isn't there, so they're free to uh, to give uh, Odyssey Jones uh, that that move now for his finisher. I don't think you can. I mean, I guess you could still call it the tsunami. I'm always going to miss Bronson Reed because it, it because him not being there means that we don't get Wade Barrett yelling at the top of his lungs <laughs> the word tsunami. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah. Brandon Charles Powell says, just want to thank Super Chat to you two broken souls for enduring NXT 2.0 tonight. You guys are hilarious. Thank you so much. Uh, we, we, we have fun. We do. We, do, we, we have fun. Um, uh, hold on a second here. <clears throat> <clears throat> um, uh, I am. La Lucha says uh, he's just here for Kate. Hope to see you tomorrow. Uh-oh. So I'm Lucha will be at... At, uh, at, at our Arthur Ash. Yes. I'm sure in that very large area, everybody will be able to define where everybody is.
2: Come find where we are and yeah. also yeah, see how tall Sean really is. Approximately the same size yeah. as Bron Breaker, yeah. <laughs> who is a cruiserweight.
1: Yeah. No. Wait, he, is he a cruiserweight? <laughs> I know Grayson Waller <laughs> is. By he might as well world, be. He
2: might
1: be. He might as well be. Yeah. Um, uh <laughs> I just love that, that 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 our old friend Von Wagner is like, I look at me, six foot five, two hundred and fifty five pounds, and I'm like, uh, so, Mandy Orton, like, I don't know what what yeah, are we it's trying not, to say here? Like like, you not the biggest, like. I, I am the size of a of a basically average WWE wrestler okay, I good for you.
2: am a 5 foot 6 woman <laughs> just just real medium
1: uh, Ricardo El Idolo says I want breaker, fest for dinner uh, you better go to the I <laughs> Hop.
2: Pizza Bagels uh. are for breaker, breaker fest. <laughs> And for dinner.
1: mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, JW Pringle says, I now understand why after the show last week, Michaels came out and gave the crotch chop. This show 2.0 can suck it. Um, uh, Vapros Vape says, Dark Elevation is now the better show. NXT 2.0, it's dead, Jim. It's dead. I turned it off with a tear in my eye. PS, PS, you folks look marvelous. We look marvelous. Thank you so much.
2: Marvelous.
1: Yeah. Um. Blah 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 blah. Okay. guys,
2: leave a thumbs up on this video if you could.
1: That would be yeah. Very helpful we're we're know. we're coming into the to the to the home stretch. Of the last couple of um segments where we get toxic attraction, which honestly isn't the terrible faction name. I'm fine with toxic attraction as as faction names go. It could be much much worse. It could be toxic. Attraction?
2: Yeah, no, no, this Britney Spears album sounds great.
1: (laughs) Listen, it's edgy. It's edgy. It's 2002. It's 2002. It's 2002. Like, it's so edgy.
2: You know what, though? It's perfect because women should be in these toxic situations if we're just continuing this nonsense. It's toxic because she's a brunette now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, man... I thought they were gonna do something like really cool with the whole. <laughs> I did. I honestly thought they were that. Well, that they were gonna do something not cool, but anything with the. I got my face broken. Like I thought they were gonna do like where, like she came out wearing wearing a thing over her face after she got her face broken, and then they, they did were do
2: like something. They said, "You people, <laughs> did it support me?" For the four minutes that my face was broken.
1: Like she how much better is that promo if she's still wearing the mask? Like she could be brunette, she could have lipstick on, but she's still wearing the mask because she believes she is hideous because she got like a tiny little scar. So she can't even look at herself yeah. in the mirror. Like you could do something, like if you're gonna do like the beautiful woman thing, like you know, I'm whatever, like like that whole Carmela stupid stuff where she, I broke my nose on SmackDown and screamed about it for four and a half minutes. And then, Oh, your nose is fine. Like do something with it to show us how, how ugly on the inside she is because there's a small, like a small, tiny little scar that she got. And now she can't show her face to the world because that's how, that's how rotten her soul is. Do something. Don't do nothing. Do something. I'm sorry. Just dyeing Mandy Rose's hair brown isn't doing anything,
2: yeah, it is. It makes it toxic. and she has to blame like you
1: people <laughs> I, I i listen, I think that 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 uh, Gigi Dolan and j c Jane they work the toxic thing fine. that's all that that works for them. and I guess the attraction part is is Mandy Rose like I am somebody that you people will never get to be with, like, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, is that something that like happens all the time? Like, like, oh, you're all a bunch of fives. If there was a nine in the audience, I'd go home with them. Like, that's stupid. Why is that a thing?
2: Um, I'll let you know that Sean called me a five on SmackDown review uh, because we were quoting the Smackdown discourse, which is exactly the freaking same. <laughs> <Can't have that. sighs> but I said he is pretty enough to be the prom queen. So it's a fair thing to say. It's such it's just the same repetitive garbage and the um, I mean, toxic. I'm addicted to you because you know that you're toxic. Literal Britney Spears lyrics. That's just what this was. Um, And yeah, they the storyline didn't go anywhere. Uh, The other two promos were fine. Mandy actually did an all right job with it. It's just stupid.
1: Yeah and so now they want they want a tag team title shot against uh, Zoe and
2: which should be easy to get when there's no other tag team.
1: No, there is another tag team. as soon as Indy gets back from from her honeymoon her fr- her best friend who did not reintroduce herself so I do not remember what her name is but she was at the bachelorette party. She was the one who came for Disney world. So she's definitely Indy's best friend. She says, we also want a tag team title shot. As soon as Indy gets back from her honeymoon. And it's like, okay, <laughs> fine. Whatever.
2: You don't have to earn them. Cause there's like four people around.
1: Ricardo elidolo says, I was waiting for Mandy to do the Joker mirror scene. We could have had so much fun. That could have been so much it fun. It could have
2: been anything. It could have been a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> James bowra said, we got to see Ruby versus Brit last Friday as quality. And then another you people promo today. Yeah, it's just it's, it's bad. It's like...
2: You know why they keep doing promos like that? Uh, it's because of you people
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the Fightful chat.
1: Yep. It's <laughs> all you people.
2: You guys can't tell, but I have... Uh, pimple that i put cover up on uh but it's you people who didn't support me through Mm -hmm. my acne that showed up because i ate a slice of pizza people in the facebook chat or facebook chat youtube chat i know what i'm talking about you people
1: The, the the nerd guru going back to the bronson reed thing uh, says uh, uh, uh i don't really do not how get how bronson got released he is tailor made for this crap that is now nxt has an accent is massive and rules in the ring i don't know man like i mean i i you 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 could sell me so many tickets of bronson reed and odyssey jones as a giant Fat dude tag team, like basically make them earthquake and typhoon. Like, you do that again. Like, when was the last time we saw it? I get to see two giant fat dudes squashing people. That's a lot of fun. And both of them can totally go, they wouldn't just be lumbering guys. Like, they could be really fun. There's a lot of cool things you can do with anybody, but you know, d- d- d-
2: you could call them like. Platinum mine or something coal mine. <laughs> and you could have white AOP. <laughs> I'm trying, guys. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Yeah. Um, I do this for you, people. <laughs> uh, so uh, young boy says, give Ikamanjiro more TV time. We got to see an episode of Cribs that was just his closet. <laughs> uh, where where he says, when you think of Japanese wrestlers, you think strong style. but Ike Majiro is style strong. And I thought this was charming and maybe the best thing on the show. <laughs> I thought, now, if you're gonna have this dude, like have him be extra charming and a lot of fun, and like, like you could absolutely sell me on an angle. Where he's the underdog who gets beat, but always is a lot of fun, and the crowd still loves him. And when he gets that big win, people are gonna go crazy for it. Like, plus it's, it's NXT. Who knows what the hell they're gonna do? But is is there a, is there a, a world that exists where where Ika is the is beats Roderick Strong for the cruiserweight title and holds it for like two weeks, and everybody loves him? and then he gets beat the hell down by Roderick Strong, who takes it back and, and has another reign that goes for four or five months. Yeah, you could sell me on that. That could be a lot of fun. Like, if you're going to have these these weird, wacky characters, at least I feel like Igamanjiro is based in this world. Like, Andre Chase isn't based in this world. No. What, what university does he have? Is it accredited? I don't believe it is.
2: is it- I actually intern. I interned there, so...
1: But I'm saying, you. I, I think that a guy who has his face emblazoned on his blazer is a guy that exists in wrestling. So make him into something fun and charming.
2: I think I like this. I don't know yet. Because
0: this is the story of
1: The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming...
2: If this was contrasted against a bunch of other really great programming, I think I would really like it. But this to me, because everything else felt either bad or goofy, like didn't do what it was supposed to do as far as be like fun and entertaining and relief from like offsetting serious stuff from the rest of the episode. Because the whole episode was either flat or bad outside of this, in my opinion. So I think I like it but I don't think I liked it in the context of what I saw today because we did have a fake university and I love Cameron Grimes, but like I also got to the moon, right? Like there's so many like silly things like that, but I would love now that we're talking about it, a Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis. (laughs) Style strong stable. (laughs) Where you have, like, a murderer, yeah. this fun little nut job, yeah. and this fashion icon. Yes. I'm in.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: and they all attend the university. The,
1: the university. Chase University. Here we are at Chase University. Um, oh uh, so, uh, Jaden Pringle says, uh, you people, wait a minute, I'm part of you people. Maybe I should be offended. Nah, that would take effort.
2: You should be offended as a part of you people because you people didn't support me and that super chat should have been $10 if you really cared. Yeah. I print money, guys.
1: Yeah, she does. (laughs) Uh, So here's our tag match, our main event. Um, And uh, it's Pete Dunne and Rich Holland. Rich Holland comes out with cocky. Very important to have cocky out there, Um, and um, uh, this is fine. Look, this is fine. You're 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 doing you're doing a you're doing a um, a storyline, if you can call it that, an angle where Grandpa Champa is like taking kids under his wing, and he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna put over. Braun Breaker in their babyface versus babyface match, and then he's going to hold his hand up high, and 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 gesture to him like The Rock and Roman Reigns at one time after the Rumble, and we're all supposed to go, well, if Champa says it's okay, then I agree, and I think Braun Breaker, uh, is is really talented, like he's strong as hell he moves well in the ring i like a lot of his move set because it's his dad's move set i i think that that from what i can tell he's not terrible on the mic like but he's only going to get better like this is stuff that he would actually learn if nxt 1.0 was a thing he'd be in promo class he wouldn't be working it out on on live on the air so i think there's a chance that you know like several months down the line that you put the belt on him and see what you got. Um, Sean Ross Sapp says, put the belt on him now. And I'm like, I think it's a bit too early for that.
2: Yeah, no, I got to disagree with the boss man on that. Keep it on chompa Papa, And <laughs> I think, you know what? I feel like Braun Breaker should actually start with a tag team belt or something. Or not, if, if he, if you hotshotted him to a lower title, that would be great. I'm actually all for that. Cause I think it's not going to take that long for him to get there. I just don't get, I said it last week as the zombie weird bride. Like, I don't understand why you don't just have Samoa Joe do this. Have him do it with him or have him do it with Vaughn. Have Samoa Joe, who was like mean, <laughs> come out and be like, New era, new dudes. Let me put over two or three of these guys, have them be a heel and work against Champa. It's such a simple solution to me. I don't get it. I he's Samoa Joe is such a good promo and he could make that feel organic so easily. I don't understand why Champa has to be the guy to be like, I just got this belt, but you know what? You're cool. Like just have Samoa Joe build the feud. He could do it in like two sentences. He's great at that stuff. So it's probably because of you people though.
1: Yeah, probably is because of us people. Yeah. Um, the, the the they earlier in the night they said that um Kyle O'Reilly having gotten beat up in the locker room and, and removed from the fatal four way match, um uh that he's weak to weak. He's re injured his ribs, he's weak to weak. Um, and during the match, uh there's a point where which I actually really liked. Where um, where uh, Dunn tries to slide into the ring carrying Cocky with him, carrying the truncheon, and Ciampa just stomps on his hand before he can <laughs> give it to him, and throws it back out, out of the ring. And Ridge Holland goes out to retrieve Cocky because you know he loves Cocky, and um, and instead uh, it's taken from him uh, by Kyle O'Reilly, who comes out and and hits him in the ribs with it, uh, and throws him back in the ring. Kyle O'Reilly, who's selling his ribs, walking around like this. Ooh, ooh, my ribs. Oh, I'm weak to weak. Look how weak to weak I am. I'm feeling Look how weak. weak. weak I am. I'm feeling weak to weak. I, I'm I am weak. Too weak to get in the ring. But anyway, um he uh he Jesus. He's um he's here, I guess. Kyle Riley's here still, so that's that's something. And it's a good thing they spent all those months building up Ridge Holland because he gets pinned by Braun Breaker. Uh and that's fine.
2: That was 1.0 months. Months. It's a different world.
1: Anyway. That's it. See <laughs> <laughs> you we, we... next week. <laughs> I mean, like that's it. That's, that's it. That's the thing. And then we got Braun Breaker and Tommaso Ciampa who are <laughs> fighting over the belt, kind of. And Tommaso's like, kid, this is mine still for now. And so Bron lets him lets him take it, and then that's it. And so now we're, that's it.
2: Our boss is yelling at us in the chat. I know. Being on.
1: Like, we still, we didn't lose anybody. This is We like, didn't yeah, lose anybody. This is the same 650 people who've been watching since the beginning. It's for you people that we <laughs> went longer, and you don't
2: appreciate me and Alex for staying on here day in and day out. (laughs) Thank you.
1: That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Just be nice. And there's lots of you who stayed and watched us talk for another 50 minutes about an episode of NXT that really wasn't all that great. So for some reason, you must like us. Uh, So, hey, this is what I want you to do over here. I want you to go to YouTube. And I want you to smash that like button. And uh, why don't you subscribe and uh, tap the bell for notifications over here, up and down the Atlantic and the Pacific? And you know, I'm me and my my uncles. We got business ventures in Antarctica. So please help us out by clicking the like. Thank you so much, uh, Kate Hensler. Why don't you tell everybody what you got going on over here?
2: Glad tomorrow I'll be at Arthur Ashe. Uh- <laughs> Seeing AW live, so the Mark Order Pod won't be this week, but uh, you can catch me on Friday talking about SmackDown and AW Rampage with Sean Ross App right here on Fightful. We will have both just seen it at Arthur Ashe, and I will make several inside jokes that none of you will get. Um, and then you can catch me right back here next Tuesday with Alex as we slowly descend into madness.
1: Alex. Yes, uh, uh, there was a few uh, Super Chats that I didn't get to So I'm going to read them now It's Tony D'Angelo Walter, The oh. Nerd Guru Says the 2018 NXT Says there's non-stop talk About who attacked Alistair Black 2021 NXT Says we're arguing about A socio-political performer On the same show Oh how far we have fallen uh, Marco Dominguez Says uh, Braun Breaker Seems like a creative pick someone random WWE 2K save file and said, that guy. Uh, And Evan E. says, uh, Scott Steiner, a personal friend of mine, uh, said a a leg-breaking gimmick at the very end of WCW, so it tracks. So, hey, Braun Breaker, if you uh, need anybody to help you out over here with a little extra scratch, a little extra gobble over here in your pocket, Open your wallet, let Tony D'Angelo put some dollar bills in there so you can break some legs for me. Break a kick a break a kick a break a kick legs for me, Tony D'Angelo. Anyway, uh, you can follow me on the Twitter uh, at uh, Alex Sour Graps.
2: Uh, Where do and- we sign up for voiceover classes? Because <laughs> I would like to know. <laughs> John Ross, may do voiceover work, but I'm here for the accents, my friend.
1: Uh, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you can listen to me talk about, uh, raw right after this, uh, on fifelselect.com. Go there. It's pretty fun. And, uh, Hey, and, and raw was pretty good last night. That's crazy. How, how, how does Alex handle an episode of sour grabs when raw is good? Tune in to find out. Anyway, we'll see you here next week. Where hopefully we'll go for three hours. I don't know. We'll see. Bye.